What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your host, Armand. You can follow me on Twitter at Armand, A-R-M-O-N-D, wake up, all one word. Armand, wake up, A-R-M-O-N-D, all one word is not my Twitter name. It's just Armand, wake up. I was just telling you how to spell it. (laughs) Somebody should really quickly go register, Armand, wake up, all one word. (laughs) Is that going to, if we can't fit Clock Radio Speakers. You're right, you're right. That's too long. That's too long. Man. Man, listen. That made me mad, son. <laughs> that hurt my heart. So what's going on, Doc? Uh, it's been a busy week, man. Everybody can follow me on Twitter at Doc underscore Beats. That's not a Z. We got, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, Dude. This summer's been... Hot summer. Pool, pool's in the back. <laughs> um, Don't forget, you know... Uh, ClockRadioSpeakers.com is powered by Tumblr, so please yep. follow, share, tell us what you think. Engage with us on Tumblr. I think we got a lot of people who will follow us, but I don't think anybody's really like like sending us messages or anything. I think that's okay because I don't really want another place, but you know, don't be afraid. Um, use the hashtag ClockRadioSpeakers if you want to talk about the show. Um, at CRS Podcast is the official Twitter handle of the yep. show. It announces when new shows come out, so if you don't want to hear what we blab about but want to know when new episodes come out, there you go. Yeah. Um, Facebook.com slash clock radio speakers. Yeah. Um, what am I missing? Uh, Pulse Radio, the Pulse Dash Radio.com every Sunday, 10 to 12 p.m. Uh, late night show. They've got a really good Sunday. They've surrounded us with a lot of dope programming. So um, we're, we're yeah, batting cleanup in the lineup, I think is what you're saying. Um, like, <sighs> it's, we have like, it's weird because we have from. From like four to six, there's like a Poets Lounge radio, which is like relationship, sex talk. Then there's uh, The Walk, which is like uh, like a young Christian uh, panel. Then there's uh, CORN with Rich Nice, and Rich Nice just plays. It, it's like the perfect setup because he plays like a bunch of random like New York records. So he plays music that you and I listen to leisurely. <laughs> And then it's wait, weird. wait, 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 wait. You listen to music leisurely now? I mean, I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> the show is like a job. No, it is. It really is. I'll in a good way. In a good way. I was like, yo, if, if it's not for clock radio speakers, there's a really good chance that I, I haven't listened to it. Gone are the days where I just download stuff just to download it. Very selective. Um, so yeah, 10 to 12. And then it was weird because last week, um, you know, he's playing all this New York stuff. He's playing Onyx Last Days and he's playing verbal intercourse and he plays this long, like he has like this little bashment of all this 90s reggae and all this stuff. And then we do two hours of the dream. <laughs> I think that works though. Like, you know. It's weird because he, he was digging it, but everybody else was like, everybody, because I was, I was working at the studio all day uh, helping him out with stuff and that was pretty much consensus. Like, we're going to listen to the dream for two hours? And I was like, yep, we sure are. <laughs> you got a problem, buddy? Not only that, we're going you know, to stop in the middle of fancy and explain everything as it happens. Right. Sorry. Right. That was at, the, at, the, at that moment, as fancy was playing, was the exact moment when Papoose crashed <laughs> summer jam. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So what's going on, man? Um... We got we got your man Kanye West making news. Yeah, he's actually talking to people. The it's uh, crazy. so I had heard like it was it 
this maybe this past weekend it might have been out earlier but i finally heard about the whole like i don't know if he was concerned or def jam was concerned but the whole like going back into the studio last minute with rick rubin thing and i was like well that's interesting yeah um and then excuse me of course the new york times uh interview today what did you think of the interview um it helped me i mean i i read it from a I read it from a, a like a personal vein just to kind of see where his head is. Because, I mean, God, when's the last time we had a Kanye West interview? Was it on the Today Show? Yeah, I don't – that wasn't even really an interview either because he was just nah. looking. <laughs> he was just staring at the guy. Um, it was really interesting to really see, like, what's going on in, in his psyche and, you know um, – it was, it was just really interesting. I, I, I caught a lot of notes, a lot of little nuggets – I picked up on 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 things that he said and kind of correlated it with the music and again my theory that I gave on Kanye and why he's making music and all that stuff like in the, the, a few episodes ago. To me, it confirmed my theory, but um, you know, all in all, it was it was a really interesting read. I, I think I read it like three or four times. Yeah, uh, I love how self aware he is about Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um. The, Which the, is weird. The whole idea, everybody knew that Dark Twisted Fantasy was supposed to be like a, hey, I'm sorry. And he acknowledged yeah. that and he hated that he had to do it. Yeah. I I mean, that sort of awareness and willingness to talk about it, Um, that's rare. That is rare. Um, Or at least rare this quick. Uh, I would say, the, I would that, say for an a, artist of his stature, that's rare. Is is this the Wiz Khalifa rolling papers wasn't really what I wanted to do in no, my second No, 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 not at all. Not at all. This is the um I'm not uh what is this? This I guess this is the sort of like um just because I apologize doesn't mean I wanted to. This is sort of like him basically saying I just don't care anymore. Yeah. Um yeah. Def Jam is terrified right now. <laughs> Absolutely so that's why terrible. they were all at that listening session they were like all right because i'm i'm sh- well they said that they they said that dev jam heard the album a while ago obviously they well, heard it as it existed like at that. that point right so they probably needed to go that's why they you know peck us and all those people were there because that was probably their first time hearing it too like does it sound different from then that's 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 a good observation they probably are concerned they're terrified um I'm, you know, I'm encouraged to know that we're not the only people who work on an album up until the last possible second. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I don't think they've confirmed anything, but considering how late they're working on the album, I'd be stunned if they get physical copies in the stores by Tuesday. I heard physical. That's impressive. I heard no. Di- I heard no digital. No digital. I heard no digital. That's what I heard. You see, this is the thing. This. So this is now the third. What I would consider high profile release of the year. First one was Timberlake. Yep. Second was Daft Punk. Yeah. This is the third one. Yep. All of them are marketing in vastly different ways. Absolutely. Um none of them are using what a lot of other people are doing right now, which is You mean everybody else? The, none of them did the sort of heavy online marketing. Right? No, everything made its way online. That's right. I mean, Timberlake didn't even use MySpace, which was which was weird. But Come all right. MySpace, no, no, no. no I mean, um, 
You're stupid. Yeah, I know. Um, Timberlake was unaggressively old school, right? Like, I'm going to do TV. I'm yeah. going to do this. Um, and it was quick, but the the velocity and the volume was so intense. It overwhelmed everybody. Daft Punk, they teased people and they relied on the fact that people, that fans were going to go crazy and do the marketing for them. Yeah. And now you've got Kanye who's marketing by not marketing. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm, what I don't know yet is the awareness among casual fans. Um, because I'm not sure yet if the anti-marketing has really picked up. I suspect there will be more random things in the next couple of days. Um, but we'll Def- see. Define random. Well, yeah, they they got to they got to turn up this week. But what do you, what do you suggest they do? Just let's play. Just let's uh, play at, the, at this point, game of devil's advocate. At this point, um, you know, he goes from, you know, he'll do these weird listening sessions. He, yeah, there's another one tonight. Yep. Um, I, I'm out of, I, I have no opinions for Kanye at this point. I'm, I'm fascinated in a, it's like, I'm 50% terrified of what's, of, of what he's going to come out with. And like, as a like fan, and I'm 50% fascinated by what he's going to come out with. I, this will be no matter what I can, I haven't listened to any of the snippets on purpose. Of course you haven't. This will be a polarizing album. I, you could just tell, right? Def- so, fine, polarizing. Um, aside from 808s, which was predictably unique, <laughs> I can't think of a Kanye album where half the people loved it and half the people hated it. True. I suspect we will get that this time. Absolutely. Um, I, I've heard. I've heard. You know, I I went and I listened to the, you know, there was a, there's a, a rip of the, uh, the governor's ball concert, which was like great quality. Yeah. And there was some really good quality of the listening session the other day. So I've, I've heard it's not watch the throne planetarium muffled. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a decent, you know, for blaring and a loud. And yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be. I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anything I hear from listening sessions. After I heard people hype up that Beyonce song on Watch the Throne. Oh, that was because the planets were in the air. But that's what I'm saying. (laughs) These dudes put on spectacles. No, no, do you remember? Let's let's talk about that real quick. Do you remember though? I remember those vividly. Do you remember? I remember here. How many times I said remember in the last? I remember. (laughs) Do remember? Echo. (laughs) Do remember? I remember reading a a review of the listening session and the person cried hearing made it in america and it's like he felt like that was him and he related to that made it in america i know seriously bro <sighs> so you know yeah i i i, I feel you it really is like listening sessions nowadays really are a circle jerk. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, we'll talk about, I, we have to talk about Cole's listening session later on, um, which is pretty much anti what most normal listening sessions are. Mm. I actually don't know anything about the listening sessions. Oh, Cole's? Yeah. Oh. I know he did the like thing with the app or whatever, but I haven't heard yeah. anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the listening session. Oh, wow. I thought you meant like people's response or whatever. 
I mean, people's responses was pretty much. We'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Talk about it. Um, um, so, so so anything else you want to say about Kanye? I mean, Tuesday. Yeah, um, I'm excited because that. So I'm actually going. I'm going on vacation next week, but I'll be around to do clock radio speakers. Don't worry, everybody. Um, thank you. <laughs> but but by don't worry, everybody. You mean don't worry, Armand. <laughs> but that Wednesday, because it's the day before I go on vacation, I'm actually taking that whole day off. Yeah. Which means I'm going extra nerdy. So are you going to buy? You're, you're, I'm assuming you're going to buy this, of course. I don't know about that. Okay. I'm not buying anything without listening. This is 2013. There's one album I would that I put money towards this year without listening to, and that's Kairos. Come on, man. Oh. Speaking of which, um, CDs will be in on Friday. They'll be going out next week. Excellent. So expect your copy in the mail soon. You got liner notes and all that? All that, son. Excellent. All that, all that. So, um, so well, you know, it's interesting. I'll say this. This is good. People might think this is a forced segue, but as I, as I read more about the Kanye situation, it actually really reminds me in a weird way. This is an awkward segue of, um, of what Apple did with iOS 7. There you go. And let me tell you why. Because I've got iOS 7. I've got the developer beta on my phone right now. Reaction has been polarizing. Yeah. To say the least. Um, and... I think there's something to be said to sort of take a full circle real quick back to Kanye. Wait, people have said people polarized. Low, so people have said it that, that they've hated. Yeah, seven. Really? Yeah. yeah, I haven't heard that at all. Okay, um, Mac nerds like Apple nerds are up in arms about the icons specifically, and I understand why they're garish. They need to be fixed immediately. But we'll talk about that in a second. But I think you know something I, I, that I've heard before and that I can sometimes agree with is if you're if you're polarizing, then you're probably doing something right. It means that you're pushing. It might, yeah. it might not mean that the execution's perfect, but you're probably going in the right direction. Yeah, I agree with that. You, I'd rather be polarizing than get a meh, right? Yeah. If, if you put out something that you think that you've been sweating towards and you get a big shoulder shrug from the universe, you're so in trouble. Good. If you put it out and you got some people saying it's the best thing ever and some people saying, you know, go, go back in the studio, what are you doing, da 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 you're, you're probably – you got something. Right. Um, so iOS 7 is interesting. It is the biggest, obviously, not just on a look feel, but just in terms of how it works. It is the biggest change in iOS since the App Store. Um, it, it's not just the look that's changed. It's conceptually like how the operating system is organized. It is mm-hmm. very much, um, there are layers. Like there's a definite, fe- like a sense of order and depth to the operating system. Okay. Like when you click on an icon, you're like zooming into the icon. And when you get out, when you go back to the main thing, you're like zooming back out. When you go into a folder, you're zooming in and then zooming in again to the apps. Like there's a real level of like a hierarchy that's really, um, it's really interesting. I, I can't say I've seen anything like that in an OS. I don't know if I like it yet. Mm. Um, functionally speaking, they've made big changes that are great. Like little things that, People have been, frankly, it's what people have been jailbreaking their phones for for years. Exactly, right. They sing, they single-handedly almost got all the all the tweaks that they could really get away with without things like you know free tethering that would irritate the carriers and stuff like that. Right. Um, but you want a quick access to this? Here you go. You want much? Here you go. You know they they just went down the line and and, and did a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it's incredibly stable for being a beta. What's crazy is. 
The guy who was in charge of iOS, Scott Forstall, was fired about six or seven months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so some of the old Apple uh, stuff in iOS six and before looked very what's called skeuomorphic, right? Which is the idea that software resembles real things. So, like when you open up Game Center, you'd have like this green felt table that looked really like lush and everything, and it sort of looked a little cheesy at times. In the calendar apps, you'd have like leather stitching around the outside to like resemble yeah. like an old calendar. Um, yeah. Two guys were really big fans of that, Steve Jobs and Scott Forstall. Obviously, Steve's not around. And right. after the maps, I'll call it the debacle. <laughs> you know, the design is – I still I love the design and the look of it, but they need better data. And they're working on that. But after the maps thing, they're like, you got to go. So – they turned iOS over – they really reorganized Apple and turned iOS over to two people. The guy who's been who's been in charge of Mac OS for years and then Johnny Ive who's been doing their hardware design since the original iMac. He's responsible for designing the iPod, all the iPads, all the iPhones, all the Macs over the past, whatever. He leads that design team. The dude's knighted for crying out loud. So in six or seven months, like the functional changes you can assume have been in the works for a while. But in terms of look and feel, they turn this over completely in six or seven months, which is unheard of. That's that's crazy. So I feel like there will be a lot of tweaks to the, what we have right now before we actually go like launch for real, which will be in the, in the fall. But as it stands now, it might be eating my battery a little bit, but I can't really tell. I think I just had some, uh, some apps that were using a GPS a little too much, but it's crashed only once. I had jailbreak. I used to have jailbreak my phone all the time. I would jailbreak my phone and it would crash more than that. Right. Um, st- stunningly stable for a, a beta that's, you know, had this much work. They they need to tweak the icons, but the new apps, almost all of them look gorgeous. It is a, uh, it's wild. And I'm sure, you, you know, you're going to say welcome to all the things that Androids have forever. But, yeah, you know. I, I don't have to say that anymore. Um I, I was actually rooting for you guys, like, it, it, to the point, because over the last, I'd say over the last six months, I was getting a lot of, like, hardcore Apple heads, like, yo, tell me about your S3. You know, Samsung, like, did a, a great job with marketing uh, Galaxy. I'm, I'm seeing Galaxies everywhere. It makes me, like, not want mine. It lets me know I'm a snobby hipster, which sucks. But, you know, so I would kind of always tell them, you know, I really hope that, you know, iOS kind of changes it up and switches it up. And, you know, all the things that we always talk about instead of just saying, ha ha, we have it. You don't like, yo, you know, at this point, it's buy what you want. You know what I'm saying? If you if you want Apple, go Apple. If you want Google, go Google. And, you know, I just wanted you guys to have something different. And iOS, I mean, it's it's gorgeous. Like it looks really good. It made me like totally change my phone. I was like, nope. Like, I don't I don't. I didn't plan on, there's really no reason for me to, to root my phone, but like I spent a few hours researching, all right, what, you know, which ROM do I want to flash, da, 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 just because of iOS and just how good it looked. Um, you know, so all the things that you guys are finally getting, it's like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, I'm not doing it. I, I'm not doing that anymore, son. I'm not doing the Android. I, I'm not doing that. Am I the only person who's like just insulted by when, by Sam? I feel like it's very like I don't know. They, oh, man, all them. Sh- I mean, and obviously Apple was too. As many shots as they took during the uh, during the conference, they took shots at themselves. 
They did take shots at themselves. Specifically, I mean, so they, they, they launched the new Mac Pro, which is the craziest looking computer I've ever seen in my life. Yo, that John looks crazy. It's going to be crazy expensive too. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but so they, uh, the, co- the original co-founder Apple, Steve Wozniak, sitting there in the audience. He had an interview a couple months back where he said something like Apple can't innovate anymore. So he doesn't work for them anymore. No, not at all. So when after they showed off the Mac Pro, the guy who was on stage, who's the head of marketing, Phil Schiller, he says, can't, any, can't innovate anymore, my ass. And then the camera cuts to Steve Wozniak in the audience. Oh, who's just sitting did. there stunned. Yeah, they did. They pulled that. Like, they they're not that. messing. Like, here's the one thing I'll say. In the past nine months, so last October... Apple had a had a session like yeah last October Apple had a session where they they launched like they revamped the iMac they launched new iPhone all yep. new iPad Mini new iPads yep. and then now they're doing it like in the um, the volume of work that they've put out as a company over the last nine months is incredible they they appear to be like it's almost like they they like went away and hibernated and they're like okay we heard you we're back like they, they you know they've got a lot of work to do with iOS seven like they need to find their footing. But ironically, this is such a weird thing to say about Apple. The work they need to do is with the design. They need to just calibrate it and get it just right and like perfect those touches. Functionally speaking, it's ready. Mm. Which is, uh, you know, for such a major overwrite is, I mean, it's uh, it's bizarre. How bizarre. How but bizarre. um, yeah, you know, those new MacBook Airs look nice. Um, the battery life looks crazy. Yeah, a whole day. Yeah, 12 hours on a 13-inch, like that's just, you know. Um, you know, new Mac, the new Mac OS looks looks cool. Um, if you yeah. use Mac OS, it'll be a nice little update, nothing crazy. But, you know, they charge like 20 bucks for software updates, so it's not a big deal. Um, it's not like, you know, buying a whole new version of Windows or something. Right. Um, i trying to think if they announced anything else that was really crazy. I think that's about it. I mean, I really, I just breeze through a lot of that because iOS seven is there's a lot there, but um, but yeah, it's good. Um, you know, I got it running on my phone, so uh, I'll let y'all know if it gives me problems. <laughs> Word. All right. <clears throat> I feel like I'm losing my voice again. Um, so what else do we want to talk about? You want to talk about E three? Yeah, let's do E three. Um, I I'm suddenly becoming I'm suddenly nineteen again. And I want to play video games. See, here's my problem. Like, for the first time ever, I'm not buying a new console. Nope. They don't need to. Um, I, you know, I just... Uh, the com- Serious game con- consoles have an interesting problem. Um, people's... I wouldn't say that gaming is dying. I would say that the battle for people's attention is harder than ever. Yeah. And it's pretty risky. I think it's pretty risky to launch four or $500 machines in this era. Um, mm. I get why they're doing it to a certain degree, but that's a lot of money. I, 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 I suspect these, these consoles will sell steadily, but slowly until the price drops. Um, I just don't know how much of a, I don't know. They'll sell to the hardcore gamers, but 
Like, when are they going to pick up those casual gamers? Not like the, the, the super casual ones who are just like, oh, it's a Wii, let's buy it. I've never bought a gaming console. I'm talking to people who always wait for a system to hit $199 before the upgrade, right? F- for an Xbox One, you're a long way from $199. Oh, my God. Until you mean the Xbox Two. Yeah, the name is awful. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. There already is an Xbox. How are you supposed to refer to this thing? The One? <laughs> or just Xbox. Yeah, what do you I think get? people. I think people know now that it's just X because nobody's gonna say, "Yo, I got this on Xbox," and they're thinking of the old, big, clunky, black suitcase. Yeah, but see, here's the weird thing: like, if you call it by the official name, oh yeah, um, I, I, I need to pick up an Xbox One. People gonna be like, like a like an old Xbox? Like, I don't know. Um, PlayStation Four looks um, looks cool, but you know, looks like a PlayStation Two. I love the PlayStation Two. Yeah, I, that's not a diss. I think some people, t- I, I, I t- people took it as a diss. That's not a diss at all. PS2 is one of my favorite systems ever. I just love that the, the consoles are square again. Now you can stack them if you're real serious. Mm. That, that curved top on that PlayStation 3 means you got to like, you got to park it somewhere. Well, yeah, well, you, you have the old, I, I got the, the slim. The, you, can, you can stack the slim. Oh, no, I got the old big, I got like one, you know. Yeah, I think I got mine when uh, Grand Theft Auto came out for it. So that's, that's exactly when I got mine. But mine uh, yellow, yellowed out on me. Mm. At this point, if mine died, I don't think I would get another. I don't think I would replace. I think I would just get a a, a real nice uh, Blu-ray player and call it a day. Because mm. I, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's that's, mostly that's just for the truth. it's mostly for Prime, Netflix, yeah. Hulu. Yeah, I really don't play. That's an that's an expensive. Uh, unless you're a real serious gamer, and if you are, these look like really nice machines. Especially, I think the PlayStation Four. Um, yeah, I think that's. It's. I mean, from what I've read, it seems to be better spec than the Xbox One. If even though it's really similar, and, yeah. Um, but it's cheaper because they're it's not hundred dollars cheaper because they're not yeah. trying to do the. Uh, like I don't. I mean, I get why they want to. Why Microsoft wants to include Connect in every in every box, but no. Will you explain to me why they want to do this whole? online connectivity 24-7 thing? Like, why are they doing that? Major, uh, even though they deny it, major publishers have been pushing for that forever. Mm. Um, I, I almost wonder if they, if Microsoft thought that Sony was going to do the same thing. And in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Sony was going to do the same thing. Saw the negative reaction, was like, nope. Yeah. Because um, if Sony goes along with it, then that's just the new reality. Mm. Um, Instead of getting the jump, because I'm sure there'll either be an update with the PS4 or, you know, when they launch the PS5, I assume there'll be an update with the PS4 that, that <clears throat> excuse me, eventually includes that. Like by the time they completely phase out the PS3, mm. that'll be something that the, that'll be permanent. I wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, they're, they're like, yeah, we're with you. We don't <laughs> want that. Like, man, shut up. Like, come on. It was a it was a cheap and easy PR one. Absolutely it was. That was the that got the biggest response of the of the conference. That's messed up. Yeah. They totally they totally did that. So, no, Microsoft's play is really interesting. They have a lot of features that look like they're going after the casual fan. Like people who kind of want maybe they wouldn't always get a game console, but if it has the, all these entertainment features and everything else, but it's like that's a lot of money. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, man. I, and it's funny because like people will buy $500, $500 tablets like it's nothing, but. $500 gaming system. That's crazy. 
that's the culture that we live in now. We're, we're five ninety. You know, I mean, yeah, people are buying six hundred dollar iPads like it's nothing, but we're not buying a five hundred dollar gaming a fi- system. A, a, a five ninety nine, or, or I'm sorry, five hundred dollar iPad is way more useful than a than a five hundred dollar game system. I, I, which is I would like to I would like to see a little more functionality or a, a CPU feel with these next. Uh, PlayStations, if not an update to the 360 and a PS3. What do you mean? What do you mean? The CPU feel? Um, I mean, make it more, you know, make it more internet friendly outside of, you know, getting online the game. Oh, you want like browsers and all that? I mean, they've got browsers, you know, like you real. I mean, like, oh, so you want like app, like real apps and stuff? Yeah, that's interesting. I think that I think there's something there. I mean, like for example. I want Spotify. I wouldn't mind Spotify on my PS3. My 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 phone. I don't have the Bluetooth player, so you know, I'm in the living room, and I'm playing. You know, my my spot or my computer is in my bedroom. My TV's in my living room, so maybe I want to listen to Spotify from, you know, from my PlayStation. Maybe I want to listen to Spotify while I'm playing 2K. You know, let me have that. Let me have that option. Yeah. So this is where I, to go back to our earlier conversation. This is where I get to sort of say, sure. y'all Android fans, you need something like Apple TV. I mean, I'm sure we have it. I just don't. No, because I don't. Because <laughs> we have no. Because we have Google TV, and then we can get all that. So like, it's possible. We have all shit. Like I can. You it's know, just connect not my phone to my TV. It's just not easy. You have to finagle a little bit. Yeah. I, I get to um I get to swipe up and select a button. <laughs> like that. I mean, it's it's really nice, but like not even just Apple TV, even if you're not an Apple person, like a Roku box will do like a lot of that. Right. And I'm in the, I'm in the market for that too. The Roku 3 is nice. Yeah. If I didn't already and it's like if my PlayStation were if my PlayStation 3 goes, if they made a Roku with a Blu-ray drive, yeah, and sold they, it for they, like one. Sold it for like one ninety nine. That would be like that. that would be legit. I mean, I realize that sounds like a lot compared to your average like smart Blu ray player that they try to sell. But the Roku's got legit apps and stuff. Yeah, I bet you they could even sell it for like one forty nine. Because honestly, like once you've already got the the CPU and I mean the brains that it takes to run Roku apps, like running Blu ray is nothing. You know. Yep. So one one forty nine for something like that, I'm in. Yep, I'm down. So. You see anything you really like at E3? A uh, bunch of games. Um, I recently got into The Last of Us. That mm. looks amazing. Um, what else did I see that I really liked? Um, Watch Dogs looks crazy. Um, New Metal Gear looks crazy. Um, you know, I'm excited for 2K14, even though they really didn't show anything. I mean, the the actual in-game footage looks retarded. Of course, it's PS4. Um, what else did I see that I really liked? There's a few. I, I like the fact that, you know, they're, they're putting out Killer Instinct. I hope it's not Xbox only, but I think it is. Yeah, because doesn't Microsoft own Rare? Probably. Yep. Probably. Um, you know, they really didn't show GTA 5, but, oh, uh, the new Batman looks retarded. So there's that's, that's some games, man. Bet- you know, between Last of Us comes out on Friday. 
I mean, you've got that. Then you've got um, you've got um, you've got Grand Theft Auto coming out in September. Two K fourteen comes out in October. Watch Dogs comes out in November. Like, so our, our mind's gonna be on PlayStation for a little while. I, I, you know, I got some, I got some things to do. You know what I'm saying? I got some things to do. But if I can create some time, that's where you'll find me. You find me in the club, bottle full of bub. So I, I might be feeling 19 again. <laughs> that, that might be it. I haven't played a good, like, I haven't played a good game in a while. You know, so I, I would like to experience that. So did you say anything? I didn't really pay that much attention. Word. I'm good. Like, I, honestly, I don't have time. Like, that's awful, but like, I just don't have time. I don't know what else to say, right? Like, I used to spend just incredible amount of time playing PlayStation. Yeah? Yeah, but... No, nah, man. Getting old, man. Getting old. Um, so let's talk some new music. We got... Yeah. yeah. We, we got a bunch of, like, album slash EPs to talk about, but there's a couple couple random tracks we should probably talk about that are pretty nice. Okay, let's get into that. Let's talk about your man, Hip Boy. Yeah. So... Kanye East. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, I I'll take that. Um, Jay Z interview part two. Yeah, this is pretty nice. This is really good. This beat is serious. Beat is very serious. This is what Jay Z interview part one should have been. That's right. Um, and Hip Boy is improving as an MC. He is. He's he's slow, but he's getting there. He's getting there. there there's I, definite potential. I need a little more conviction. I, I wouldn't deny that. Um, I would just say, uh, I would, I wouldn't mind. You know, I think we're, you know, end of this year, early next year, a Hit Boy solo album might be really uh, compelling. You think so? The production alone. Do you think he needs to do something like? Do you think he could pull off something like the Chronic? Oh, I like, I like how you, I like how you, uh, you want to make sure you have other rappers on it. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I want to hear a whole Hit Boy project by himself. Well, then you're going to hear like a lot of Big Sean and Psy High. And are you ready for that? I don't mind Big Sean, and I don't mind Psy High when he's on, when he's doing like his his struggle punchlines. Eh. But when Psy when Psy High hits, when his lines hit, they hit. So you know, I you know if the right guest appearances. I hope it's not you know. You know, we carriers and stuff like that. But if it's if it's a good, you know, ten track album, ten to twelve, you know, really good features, a couple of solo records, you know, that could be something. But no, but back to Jay Z interview part two. I mean, I love the way that he rolls these out. You know, mm. very through very through the wire ish. But you know, the fact that it's just a clip of everything that's been going on since Jay Z interview one. He's at the Grammys. He's working with certain artists, and you know, I love the visual to go with the video. I love that. Yeah, I would say the where he, I mean, drawn comparisons between himself and Kanye in the past. I think where he, where it was sort of a little too on the nose was the style of beat on Jay Z interview part one, right? Mm-hmm. Combined with the feel of the video, like if I don't, I mean, why wouldn't he produce? I mean, why wouldn't you rap over one of his own beats on Jay-Z Interview Part 1? I think that's actually what makes sort of a big difference here. Not that the other beat wasn't, wasn't good, but when you combine the Kanye-esque beat with the Kanye, Kanye-esque visual, it, it was a little too like, uh, all right, 
right. Uh, right. But this right. this is really nice. I'm, I, I like this. Yep. Um, you man, Schoolboy Q. Yeah, Quincy. Um, Collard Greens featuring Kendrick Lamar. Of course. Um, so this is is this the third leak off the album? Yes. For school, Schoolboy. There was yes. Yay. What else was there? There was another record. I just I don't. I followed them on SoundCloud. Hold on. <laughs> but but let me say this. This is this is my favorite leak from from Schoolboy so far. Mm. This beat is nice. Mm. I'm a big fan of this beat. Um, I think, you know, I think Q is Q on this, but the star of the show is Kendrick. Absolutely. Kendrick kills this. Kendrick destroys this. Um, this is his best verse I've heard since his album. Yeah, definitely. Nah, this is it, man. This okay. is the second, this is the second leak. Yeah, I like Yeah Yeah. I thought it was cool, but it wasn't amazing. This is really good. This like just struck me. I was like, wow. Yeah, this is, you know, this is, hey, guys, no, Ye Ye was dope, but Ye Ye was, you know, as we talk about every every episode, hey, look, my album's really coming out. Here's a song from it. How do you like this? Because this might be what the album sounds like, you know? So in most instances, you know, with with one albums that we're going to talk about today, the, the trend seems to be, oh, let's just put that on the deluxe because maybe they didn't get the response that they wanted mm. or it was... You know, but people are familiar with it, but, you know, it wasn't the response that we wanted. Or this is an early record. We're, we're testing this out. And, you know, um, or this isn't really something that the label's behind and we just want to leak it. But in most instances, to me, it's coming off like it's, it's part one or it's, it's choice A. The only the, is, I think this is I think this is pretty nice. Um, the collard greens. I, I almost think they could get a little maybe a little radio play out of this. Um, think so. Kendrick's really popping. The only thing that he has to be concerned about, and this is going to be always going to be a problem with Schoolboy, is you got to make sure that. I mean, it's it's a very sort of delicate balancing act. You want to make sure that you are taking advantage, rightfully so, yes. of of Kendrick's star power without yes. always being the guy who gets outshined by Kendrick. Like it, he needs to he needs to make sure that it's like, oh well, he brought his own thing to that instead of like like you're not he's not going to go rapidly rap with Kendrick like. Don't do it. That's a bad idea. Right. right? Like you got to come with your own thing and Kendrick knocks this so out of the park. That would be my only concern with this, but right. I really like the beat. I think the beats, I think the beats catchy. Um, but, uh, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe not. It's, I don't think I'm not suggesting it's going to be like a big smash or whatever, but you know, who knows? They, I mean, the records that radio decided to play off uh, good kid, mad city. I don't think I would have necessarily picked. No. And they're still going to push that album too. They still got they've still got money trees, just waiting there. Just sitting now, there. isn't now the time for that? Late summer. You think they're so? gonna let they're gonna let Don't Kill My Vibe probably at least go until July? Then they'll mm. put out money trees. You're probably right. Um. Oh, what's up? Um, I meant to ask you this. Um, when we were talking about Kanye, but in all this Kanye madness. What's up with Drake? What do you mean what's up with Drake? I mean... No new friends, man. That's the motto, you know. Come on, man. <laughs> Did you see that video? I saw the video. It? Yeah. Super I, 90s. Yeah, it was all right. It, it, didn't, cool. it didn't really bother me. Um, yeah. um, you know, Wayne with the tall T, all that stuff, yeah. But um, 
you know, yeah. Does does Drake does Drake because they obviously are in competition with each other, obviously. Or Drake is more so in competition with Kanye. Um, I think they operate in different. I think they operate in, di- in different spheres at this point. They do operate in different spheres, but in the as we've talked about on previous episodes, like if there's a Mount Rushmore of current of of current MCs, both of them are obviously on it. Current right now, like who's the top? Who's top four right now? As far as um, I was gonna say, we might have some listeners having heart yeah, attacks right I now. I know. Oh, you didn't mention. Joey, but no, 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 no. We're not. We're going off of a whole bunch of. You know what we do on clock, but you know when you first, when that when your casual listener list, thinks of hip hop, the first four people that they think of are going to be what Ross, Wayne, Drake, and Kanye. That's four, probably. M- maybe not even Ross. Possibly Ross, but maybe not. Yeah, I. I mean, Wayne doesn't really deserve to be there anymore. No, he doesn't. Even though he's got yes. Dedication Five coming out. Oh, bang, bang. Um, I, I don't get why people care about this because people haven't cared about dedication since dedication two. Like they care, they come out, they, they want to do it just so they can talk about how bad it is and not listen to it anymore, which is corny to me. Wake me up when we have no ceilings too. Right. Let's do that. I need to get that again. It's, it's getting hot outside. That's, 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 that's hot outside weather music. I, I need to get that back. Um, but yeah, so... So what does Drake, and I'll just ask you this, so what does Drake do in this case? He's supposed to be, you know, his date was supposed to be August he's, 24th or whatever. He's even totally fine. Official. He's totally fine. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about him, you know, this doesn't, I don't think this messes him up, but I'm just like, does he, does he just kind of chill while Kanye does his thing? Does he, does he need to put something out? <sighs> well, who knows? I mean, if Kanye comes out and it's just a big old dud, then, um... Right, I mean, because here's the well, here's the deal. Uh, Is is radio going to play any of this? I I guess we got to hear the album first. Um, I didn't hear any. I didn't. Out of all the listening, it's weird. the The response from the Yeezus listening session was all like, it wasn't. Oh, this is amazing. It was like, I have to take this home. This is different. This is weird. Yeah. There was one record that really stood out, but. When I heard it, I was like, I don't know about this making it the radio. It's, it was a dope record, but I don't know if it was like a radio record. Hmm. So, but we'll see. We'll talk about that next week. Next week. week after. Next week. Um, I was trying to see if uh, if any of these uh, Drake records were floating around the top uh, top one hundred right now. Billboard? Yeah, I'm scrolling through real fast. I mean, started from the bottoms, 26, not on the R&B, but on the pop charts. Okay. And that started from the bottom, which is, that might not even make the album. Yeah, that's that's a that's a bonus record on the deluxe version. Maybe. I mean, so, I, you know, I, I think he's okay. I don't think Drake, hmm, how about this? I would say that I don't always think of Drake as summer music. No. I, I think he can, but he needs a certain type of beat. Yeah. Drake is fall. Drake's totally fall or late winter. Yeah, um, yeah. He's he's like he's like the if you know if you still do cuff season. Yeah, I was gonna he's say like, he's 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 one. He's either he's gonna be bookending it in some way. He's either the <laughs> beginning or the end. He's the cuff season connoisseur. <laughs> so, but you're right though. And August is a good time for him. He'll have something up tempo that'll take him to like October, and then right around that time, something to overlap it that'll be. You know, self-loathing and 
and sad <laughs> that people will make memes for and girls will put as their Facebook status. And I'm sorry, not Facebook. They're, they're Vine now because that's the new way. I, know, I don't really Vine. use Facebook all that often. If I didn't have Facebook push notifications in my phone, I don't know how often I would check Facebook. Yeah. Facebook is really one of those things where it's like, I think last week I found somebody on Facebook for the first time in like two years. <laughs> like I, I pretty much just talk to everybody. And even then, like I really don't. It's just like, you know, hey, my dad has Facebook. Hey, my cousin that I don't really talk to has Facebook. Like I, I push my Instagram pictures to Facebook just so that like my mom and my relatives can see the pictures. Like that's, <laughs> that's the only reason. You, you, never, you never go from – you never upload from Facebook. You upload to Facebook. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's, it's never – Yeah, nobody's never like – nobody's like posting – I shouldn't say nobody. Most people aren't like posting a picture directly to Facebook. Not I take that back. I think if people go on vacation – yeah, folders. Yeah, folders are still. They they might upload the whole album. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. So we got we got four projects to talk about this week. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sound excited, man. Where's that enthusiasm? Nah, man. I I I mean, it's it's just a lot of music, man. Well, a lot of music. We're, you know, I was excited the other day, like you know. Yeah, we get to, you know, because these, these projects, I'll just go ahead and preface it. You know, I'm not mad at any of these projects. Um, I'm going to preface I'm gonna preface and say I am. So I'm sure I'm, I'm sure you are. I, I can't wait if you can predict this. So um, we want to we want to go track by track on J. Cole. Let's save that for the last last one we yeah. talk about. Yeah. It's funny. We were talking about summertime music because you know what's not summertime music? What? This Prodigy and Alchemist album. So mad. It's too hot out. But you know what though? It's funny. After I told you, I was like, yo, I need a real cold day. The next day it was like 40 degrees outside. I was like, yes. And I you went, went in the went closet, outside. you found the Tim's, you put the scully nah. on. Nah, I still had, you know, the hoodie and the in the in the skinnies. Hoodie and the skinnies. Yeah, hoodie and the skinnies. But you know, nah, man. Alchemist and, and Prodigy put out a, a project called Albert Einstein. Yes. This is now is this the official this is the official follow-up to Return of the Mac, right? Wasn't there Return of the Mac part two? If there was, I didn't hear it. <laughs> All right. Maybe there was. Um I um this is not as good as Return of the Mac. No, 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 no. But I wasn't I wasn't expecting that, so I, I wasn't expecting Return of the Mac either. I expected a little more out of this. Um I don't think these are A-grade Alchemist beats all the way through. I like the fact that I can't hold Alchemist down. <laughs> what do you mean by that? By, you know, the records that I heard from him last year aren't the records that I'm hearing now. Agreed. But, like, I compare it to what he did with, say, Action. His but beats you- on that were a lot better. But... I don't want to hear Prodigy over what he did with action. I want to hear Prodigy over, over stuff like this. Kind of. Oh, so l- let me get the good stuff out of the way, right? So uh, IMDKV. Let me pull it up. I, I mean. That's a dope beat. I'm, I'm not mad at it. I'm not, I'm not. There's nothing on this album that made me say, yo, this is trash. I'll say um, that. Say My Name is all right. Uh, Breeze is a little boring. A couple, a couple of the songs were boring. I'll give you that. Yeah. A lot of these songs, I wrote the same notes like, this is cool. 
It's cool. Like, yeah. it's all cool. Uh, y and cool. T with uh, Domo Genesis. I like that one. Yeah, that one's dope. R.I.P.'s got some nice drums. Yeah, the one is the one is dope with Bronson. Um, I, I really that, like that beat is nice. That beat is yeah, really that nice. beat is stupid. That's I really like Bear Meat. Um, where's my notes on Bear Meat? Uh, I like that one, but my problem is, is like that whole string of songs. I feel like they just sort of run together. Mm. Um, Stay Dope is super nineties. Um, overall, like it's sixteen tracks. Probably could have been twelve. Yeah, this could have been an EP. <laughs> Actually, this could have been an EP. Um, select just the best EP. Throw the rest out as a bonus, whenever or something. You know, like uh, I, I sort of like you know. I like that Alchemist has been doing some of these short EPs. I think this would have worked a little better as an EP. Yeah. Um, it's all right, though. Notice we haven't really said anything about Prodigy. I, I'll, I'll say this is probably Prodigy's best lyrical performance since H&IC1. Really? I'll say that, yeah. Uh, he, sounds, he sounds hungry. He sounds like – he sounds urgent. There's a couple tracks in here where he really sounds urgent. Um, he sounds urgent. But I'm not expecting that. I mean, there was such a consistent run of meh. Prodigy, anytime I hear like a jolt in his back, I'm like, oh, I take notice of it because Prodigy still after all these years still has a commanding presence. So you can tell when he's motivated and you can tell when he's getting a check. And on this, he sounds somewhat motivated, more, more so than I've heard in a, in a very long time because he wasn't even motivated on Return to Mac. Return to Mac was all production. Yeah. So I, I couldn't think of another project that that Prodigy did. I mean, you know, H and I C two, three. I think they did another Mob Deep album. Like none of that stuff was, you know. I don't think I've heard him that motivated since yeah, H and I C one. That was a long time ago. That was two thousand. I, yeah. I bought that similar very uh, around the time I bought a uh, Afu Ra. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to our retro on, on DJ Premier to hear us talk about Afu Ra. Oh, man. Um, Good, times. Good times. So, overall, like, uh, let me ask you this. Are you going to revisit this when the weather gets cold? or is Absolutely. It- okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, um, this, is, this, is, this is pretty good screw face music. I wasn't mad at it. So, speaking of action. <clears throat> speaking of action. You mean Action Bronson. Yep. Definitely not. My man, um, La Musica de Harry Fraud. La, La Musica de Harry Fraud. Yeah. Um, let me say this: I'm not mad at a lot of these beats on Sob Stories. Nah, there's some beats on here. Now, yeah. then, it's not all, like let me tell you some of the reaction online. People, are, maybe I just don't connect with Harry Fraud beats on that level. I saw some people being like, you know, going crazy. Um, especially I don't know. It's weird. So like, uh, two virgins. Yo, Big Body Best is hilarious. He's great. Um, he he he's he's pretty close to entering the uh, talkish pantheon of uh, yeah. you know hypothetical Armand interlude someday, right? Yo, when he said he said uh, he said when I come in your house, have my plate ready on the stove <laughs> with the foil on it. I was done. I was done. Yeah, he 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 got a little ways to go, but you know. He's on my radar. He's a, he's he's, not, he's an up and coming game spitter. He's up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, we're not rappers with game spitters. Oh man, good times. <laughs> good times. 
Um, no, two versions is nice, even though there's no drums. Yeah. Um, triple uh, triple backflip. I like that beat. Um, the uh, no time. No time is dope. Those crunchy '90s drums. Yeah, no I'm, time. Is dope. I'm a nitpick because I can't let anything slide. The bass line's a little like off, but it's it's okay. The feeling is there. I get it. Um, how you feel about rockers with Wiz? I I, met, I the name threw me off. I was same song. Oh, that's what threw me off. Plus, if it was called any. If it was called anything else, I'd be like, okay, this is a cool record. Plus, but, um, I think you you judge harshly any other rapper who's who uses wrestling references. I, I'm a no. Bronson is cool. Bronson is probably the best user of wrestling references references right now. Mm. He 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 does a great. I mean, he the thing that made me like Bronson was he he referenced the Mountie. <laughs> I was like, word, yep. Listen to this guy. So nah, um, I'm I'm not mad at that. And it's funny, actually, Marty Janetti heard the song and posted a Facebook status about it. Like he did a rap in his Facebook. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, I should have pulled it up so I could read it. It's so funny. See now, now now that that's happening, like action needs to get him for the video. But like in the old school rocker gear. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Marty still has it. I'm sure Marty he does. Still the, he still has the gear. He wrestled He wrestled on Raw, I want to say, like two or three years ago. He it, still had it. Except this time, it's Marty knocking a Shawn Michaels lookalike through the glass window, right? <laughs> I think you got to go that move. Um, <laughs> I like Wiz on this, too. Yeah. I think, he's, I think this tempo of a beat, I think it sort of forces him to not slow down. And well, he's been rapidly Yeah, he's been rapidly rapping lately. I'm okay with when Wiz rapidly raps, because otherwise... Not when he does like the um, not what he does. The, not when he does the. You don't even know it. <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't want to hear that. Now, when Wiz tries to rap, yeah, because Wiz can actually rap, but not when he hibbity dibbities. <laughs> I'm really gonna find this rap. Um, Found it. <laughs> I, the original of Strictly for My Jeeps is it's okay. Nah, they that that the the remix totally blows the, it out the they, water. Is there any reason why the remix wasn't thrown on here? I don't know. Yeah, that was kind of stupid. Um, that was kind of stupid because I mean, LL's versus dope. LL's versus dope. Yo, Banks destroys that. Yeah, like Banks. I I love the fact that Banks has kind of been rejuvenated over the last few years. Love it. He needs to put out something. He needs another record. He doesn't need a mixtape. He needs a record. Alligator. I'm not really. Nah, I'm cool off alligator. And seven series triplets. And... Ah, you're bugging. It. You know what? You know what the song reminds me of. What? When we got to the to the late '90s, and we would hear like Prodigy and Raekwon collab on a Clue tape, and it wouldn't have like a dusty mid '90s beat, but instead would have like a keyboardish reinterpretation of a dusty uh-huh. mid. Remember those on that like? Sounds. This sounds keyboardy to you. It sounds like a fake imitation of what I want to hear out of Prodigy and Raekwon. Oh, you're bugging. It's all right. It's cool. B is cool, but it's not amazing. People were really hyping this up, and I was like, all right. No. That's nah. okay. But I, I remember those. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, uh, remember Cream 2000 from the professional Not parts? that bad. I'm not talking that. Let me go look at the professional track listing. Hold on. I think I'm no, talking. You got to put the professional. T- you know what I listened to today? I listened to uh, China Doll today because I, <laughs> I, I, to, I was listening to Foxy Brown's uh, Combat Jack interview. 
And it was really, really dope. I still haven't gotten through it because her, her voice is really like you got to really like set your ears to it. Um, and it made me pull up that China Doll album. Uh, man, those late 90s keyboard beats were terrible. Awful. We in Swiss gets a lot of backlash for that. But my, my fist is shaking at Clue and Duro. Remember those beats? <laughs> I thought Those Dora beats that used to have like man. fabulous yeah. rapping on and stuff. I, I know. I just quoted the, you know, I, th- I thought Dora was an old man. I'm bringing it back. I will yeah. always forget that. Every time you say Dora, that's all I hear. Um, yo, but Dora helped out with um, Dope Man. So I'm, I'm not mad at Dora ever. Yeah, he did. He did. I love that. Jay. That's one of Jay's most underrated records ever. Absolutely it is. Record's amazing. Um, but overall, Sob Stories, it's, um, you know, I, it's funny. I think I think out of all the people that Harry Fry works with, I think him and Action really work well together. Yeah, like Bird on a Wire. Um, Yo, <laughs> I watch that video every few months just to kind of motivate myself. <laughs> like that is the most. It's the most random. Isn't uh ain't dude for Married with Children in that video? Uh, it's been forever Somebody since I saw just it. random is in that video. Like, why are you here? But um, all right. Can I can I read the Marty Jannetty rap, please? Do you, you want to try to rap it? Like you need a beat no, or something? No, I'm just going to read it. No, I'm not going to rap it. All right. That, that will be disrespectful to everything that we've spent the last year working on. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> Check it out. Doing our World Dropkick Tour. Raising a few dollars to fix up these sick ankles of mine. That way you already know what the ring will see. No matter who the opponent be, the winner <laughs> The winner will always be me. <laughs> yeah. I'm mad that you're not trying to read this like a rapper right now. Like he said, hold on, hold on. He said, you heard. <laughs> uh, really though, coming soon to Detroit, Shot Town, Mini, and Buffalo. <laughs> I give proper I, loud shouts. <laughs> I feel like you need to wrap this in like a, uh, a silk the shocker flow. I think that's what's going on here. Stop, stop. <laughs> Rep really fast and then stop. That's exactly, there's no other way to make this flow into consistent lines. Like, it's just got to be, you know. Uh, the bar, this is how nerdy Clock Radio Speakers is. We're talking about the bar structure. I don't know. This, is, this might be seven bars. This is, <laughs> take a bar off. Let just live. Like, you yeah, know. Take a double bars off. Let just live. Uh, well, at least he spelled Wiz Khalifa, right? I, I, everything I love about Clock Radio Speakers was just out in that last 90 seconds, except for the fact that. I think we get to a point where if we have any casual listeners, we just completely alienate them. But that's all right. Sorry, um, we just made like five inside jokes in the span of like. And like, and and those who've listened to the show got it, and those who didn't, go back and listen to all one hundred and two previous episodes. It's not like some of them are two, three hours long or anything. Um, not at all. So uh, overall, action. You happy with this? Action's cool. Action's cool. Um, action's cool. You want to talk about this Mac Miller? Yeah, let's talk Mac. This album is really it's a, a, a tad bit interesting to me. Yeah. Um, so he's doing a lot of the production on this. Yeah. I haven't seen a full production. Actually, let me see if I can find that. Uh, everybody gets to hear me. There we go. Of course. I don't even know why you bring that up. As I mean, if... I feel bad. Nah, come on, man. Like, Wait, Pharrell produced Objects in the Mirror? Yes, he did. I told you about that record a few weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. That beat is fantastic. Um, uh, yeah. I want to know who produced Red Dot Music because that... Anyway, we'll get there in a sec. Um, yo, why can't I find a... 
Anyway. So, uh... There's some really, really dope records here. Yeah. I think it takes a little while to pick up. It does. But this doesn't need to be 19. Well, I mean, even though it's really 16, it doesn't need to be 16 tracks. Yeah. Um, there's some real big highlights. Um, actually, that whole Objects in the Mirror. Actually, I Am Who I Am. I mean, heck, was it? Uh, matches, matches, I Am With Who I Am, Objects in the Mirror, Red Dot Music. That whole little run is. Yeah. Even G's I like. Yeah. Um, watching movies is cool. I love suplexes inside of complexes and duplexes. Yo, <laughs> some of the, like, that is the most late 90s song ever. And, even, like, Mac Miller is super Eminem on that track. You don't think he's Jay Alec on that? No, that whole he, opening flow, listen to that. That is super 99 Eminem. Uh, like, old Eminem. Like, in a good way. This, um, this, this project lyrically takes me back to... Uh, He's definitely been listening to a lot of Earl Sweatshirt. Oh, I think he's been listening to a lot of Raucous Records. No, but that's Mac's original style, though. Like, I first heard Mac. If you go back and listen to Kids, that's, like, production sonically. Yeah, this is, this is what uh, Blue Side Park should have been. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But obviously, he had to kind of stick his foot in the door and, and create his niche first. So, you know, went, went with more of a pop sound there. But no, this is, this is Mac Miller. Yeah, the productions, it's always interesting. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work. No. Um, Aquarium, I think I like. I don't really like when Max sings. Um, but do you like Objects in the Mirror? The beat. The beat is great. The beat is, Pharrell kills that. Yeah. And Red Dot music, actually. That might be my favorite track on the whole thing. Yeah. That right beat. Is- like it is dope. Extra 90s. It is dope. I think Someone Like You is probably going to be the next single. Um, yeah. That's probably the next single. Yeah. My, my, I wrote a couple things about that. But my last note was, it's a little commercial. So I think you're right. That's going to um, be the next I mean, he's got all this MTV love. You know, it's weird that he, he, he made it a point to really put himself out there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's always been, he's always been very... Um, up close and personal with his fans, so he's always had that thing, and that's what what has attracted a lot of people to him. Yeah. Um, you know, but he he got he had the show on MTV too, and you know he did a lot of stuff with MTV, and then this is the project that you put out. To me, that was really interesting. I, not to say that that this was, you know, and I was expecting something super commercial. I had no idea what. I would say that this. I don't know if this is necessarily accessible, but I think his niche audience is going to eat this up. I do, and I think there's a couple crossover songs in here, even if they're not my favorite, like Euphoria. I, in the right in the right context, that might work on radio. Um, out of the bonus tracks, I like uh, Goosebumps the best. Mm. That beat, I kept that, that beat is ninety nine busted to me. I kept waiting for like old Busta Rhymes to jump in. Oh yeah, 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 okay. I was thinking of another record. Nah, it's still like the frantic, you know, horns and claps, and it's all over the place. Um, yeah, SDS kind of gave me that that vibe too. I don't really know if I like that beat. That's a flying lotus beat. That's a weird song. That was super. Oh, Goosebumps. Uh, Diplo did Goosebumps. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is weird. Which is why I was like, why is that a bonus track? Yeah, exactly. Like you could rearrange this into twelve tracks and and really have something. Yeah. 
Um, but I say that about almost every album. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's classic clock radio speakers. Um, this album's really moody too. It's very moody. Um, but especially if, the way it, like just the way it like starts up and sort of rolls out like yeah it's star real. room you know AV, like there's the whole opening part yeah and it's and to a degree it's it's a turnoff um you kind of gotta get like you said it takes a while to pick up because like the first few tracks are real i feel you could sequence this better i agree yeah like, right, okay mac all right we get it but if you i know like you know to take it back to kids like kids was um was very hip hopish. It was very, you know, eyes eyes wide open. Hey, you know, I'm just a kid who wants to rap. Um, but then when you listen to a project like Macadelic, Macadelic was like his response to fame. I always like hearing uh, the artist's response to the level of fame that they get, and they start getting uncomfortable with it because Macadelic is even way darker than this mm. and, and more moody than this. Um, but he has some records on that. The tape was actually really good. So, you know, I think Mac's goal, I think Mac, the funny part about this is he's kind of like the, to a degree, he's the odd man out, but I still think he's going to benefit off of June 18th. You think so? Yeah. His fans are going to support him. (laughs) He's going to be fine. All three of them are going to sell. All three of them are going to sell. I guess the question is not who's going to sell the most, but how much. I think Cole's going to sell more than we think. And... I think Mac is going to do more than, than we think. I think Mac's going to be all right. Yeah, I think, I think Mac's okay here. And I think, uh, you know, depending if, if one of these tracks where they feel a little crossover, if one of them happens to catch on, this could really be a slow burn type of a thing. Yeah. In fact, like something like Objects in the Mirror or Someone Like You, if they decided to really push that, I feel like those records could slow burn a little bit. Yeah. Um, all right. I think it's time. <sighs> okay. I think we're going to talk I about a, I had a feeling this was going to be the one. But think, okay, think, let's do it. I think we're going to talk about J. Cole. Jumanji Cole. Born Center. Born Center. So we had... Of course the, of course the deluxe vi- version with... with tr- uh, Truly Yours 3. Truly Yours 3. That's what we're going to talk about. That's right. Um, so first he had Truly Yours 1 and 2. Yep. Uh, what else has he had since the album? Is that it? Since his first album? Yeah. Um, he had mixtape, right? Yeah, he had um, Trulio's one, two. He had another mixtape, I thought. Give me a start. We get there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I forget that Silent Story was two years ago. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Is that not right? Sorry for all those dead sounds, everybody. Um, yeah, because his last mixtape technically was Friday Night Lights. Yeah. So he didn't really release anything in 2012. He was very. He was quiet. He put out. Um. Yeah, he was quiet in, in 2012 because he was. He was. Uh. He was touring. Like this is if if you remember, this was the first episode of Clock Radio Speakers where we really went in on an album. Mm-hmm. Um. You and I had you know, somewhat high expectations for Cole because we were fans of the warm-up Friday Night Lights. And he definitely did not live up to that. But the album was successful. Way more successful than I think you and I thought. And he really ended up spending 2012 working 
um, uh, the Missy record and um, yeah, that's right. What's the other record that that kind of blew up? Can't get enough. Can't get enough. So he, you know, he he managed to poly two records in twelve months. So I applaud him for that. Mm. Um, so yeah, he spent. So we were like, yo, if you remember our assessment, I remember my assessment. I don't remember yours, but I, I believe you agreed was that. He needed to go and travel and experience things and kind of broaden his world his worldview. And that sounds like an Armand opinion. Okay, that's okay, that's an Armand opinion. Yours was like the production, right? Uh I think my opinion was J. Cole the producer's holding back J. J. Cole the MC. It was. That sounds, that sounds like a, the, that that sounds like like a doc. A, that sounds like a doc opinion. It was, but wasn't but his raps were struggish on they were well, struggling on the A little bit. A little bit. Compared to what we got, well, of course, not of course on the warm up. I mean, God, it's the it's the first round of championship fight. You're gonna come out swinging, but you know he was still good on Friday Night Lights. But some of those some of those lines on sideline story were real. You know, all right, sit down and take a drink of water. You know, catch your breath a little bit. So you know, he yeah, you're right. He spent 2012 kind of chilling, and then 2013, I think, God, it was like in it was in January, right? Or was it in December, late December, when he, anna- he announced that Born Center was supposed to come out in January or something like that? Uh, something like, let me go over to the Born Center. Uh, in November. Okay. So, um, so let's go track by track. Okay, let's do it. We got to do it for the people. Um, so track one, Voluminati. Voluminati. Opens with uh, what what ends up being a slowed down sample from the ending of track sixteen. Nah, that's a that's that's a choir. Well, it's it, not a that's not a no. Sample. I get that, choir but it's, it's a choir on on sixteen, but it's slowed down as a sample on track one. The born mm. center at the beginning. Nah, that's just them singing. You think so? Yeah, it sound a little slow to me. Anyway, just them sing. There's just them singing in a in a. They're singing that in tenor. Um. So you get opens with a little born center choir. Yep. Um, how do you feel about Illuminati? I like it. I like it. I like it. I think it's one verse too long. Okay. I think the third verse was unnecessary. Kind of sounded a little bored, but he he came out swinging. You know, I mean, even the even the whole whole part. You know, comparing himself to other rappers, like he's 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 uh he's filling himself on his track. Yeah, let me talk about some of this. Uh oh. There you go. You. Here was the message I get from the whole album. I'm really unfortunate to Jay-Z, everybody. Yep. So you're going to have to live with my decisions, and I'm going to martyr myself on this entire album. Well, he, he even said that, like, you know, he, was, he looked at Jay as – he looked at Jay for validation instead of looking to him for advice and trusting himself. Mm. So I think this, this album definitely has the theme of, yo, I messed up. You know, like I got, I, I asked, I asked, the door was open for me, and this is what I got. So I got this, but I also got that. Well, and we're going to talk about this a lot on Let Nas Down. Oh, I can't wait to break Let Nas Down down. But let me say this about Illuminati. Okay. I think the beat's nice, except his drums are awful. Look, I'm going to talk about this on almost every single track. Look, these drums are, are awful. There are two. There's one album and then there's one chunk of albums that he listened to, to to prep him for this album. What do you think they are? College Dropout. 
<laughs> yeah. And um, all of the the first run of Timbaland. So on the production side, yes, yes. There's also a little bit of it was written in there. Which what's it was written? Mo money. That came that came off as on the production. No, no, in the feel. That feels the way like he's was- rapped, like just the way, like the 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 melody. Yes, on the drum side, it's like he went online and downloaded a bootleg Timbo drum, drum <laughs> kit on half of these. Um, oh man! Uh, a lot of these snares and claps sounds like they've been surrounded by a paper bag. Um, oh, I don't know if it's production or the mixing, but something's really wrong on this. Um, also, on Voluminati, like the gay bashing line, like come on, really, really, uh, it's 2013, like. Really? Like, that turns me off. Um, but like I said, the beat should be really nice. The drums are... There's a lot of tracks on here where I have trouble getting past the drums. Mm. Um, so, we got a skit. <laughs> yeah, past the Kearney Thomas skit. Yep. Hilarious. I just got mad listening to that skit. It's it's hilarious because you you already know what it is you know, BT after twelve o'clock, this is what you get. I, I, and I hadn't I hadn't watched it in a while. I just remember I remember back in the uncut days, you know, you watch uncut, you over here, then all of a sudden, here come the 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 television evangelists, you know, and it's like whatever you know. Now that <clears throat> things have changed and. You know, I'm a believer in all that stuff. To see that is just like, wow. You know, you understand how, um, and I'm not going to say that every television evangelist is, you know, money hungry and scheming and stuff like that. But you see how, how dangerous and how poisonous that is. You're really messing. You're really, and he talks about it on the album. Like you're really messing with people's lives and, you know, throwing Jesus in front of it to, to, you know. Throwing Jesus in front of your hustle. The, uh, crazy. the other influence we forgot to talk about is this is clearly the first post Kendrick Lamar album. Yes, 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 yes. This is super good Kid Mad. It, it's super good Kid Mad City. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so track three, Jane the Snakes. I thought this was Land of the Snakes. I think this was just, I think this was just, uh, is that just bad tagging on the retail? I think somebody tagged this wrong, yeah. I think it's Land of the Snakes. And, and if that's the case, the L and the A are capitalized um, to refer to L.A., I believe. Because he lives out in L.A. now. Okay. Um, this beat is infuriating. Yeah, I, 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 this, this is totally, unne- this, this song is unnecessary. It's the art of storytelling part one beat. Yeah. But worse, it's all it, like what you know what this reminds it's, me of? What's that what's that terrible Lupe song that recreated Troy? Um uh Freedom Ain't Free or something you. like that. Freedom isn't free. Uh no. Every time every time I hear someone free, say Freedom Ain't Free, I just think of um Team America. But um <laughs> No, um much like with that, where it was a like almost a bit for bit replication, just worse, that's what this is. This is, but I wouldn't even compare this to the Lupe record because at least on the Lupe record they replayed everything. This was just—I don't care it, if they replay everything. Oh uh, no! But it still has a. To me, the Lupe record still has a has a slightly different feel to it. It's a little bit updated. This 
production wise is lazy because all this is is he didn't he didn't filter he didn't do anything he just threw harder drums on top of worse <laughs> what drums. was already on worse drums hey loud yeah i don't i don't like this song because i heard i was like oh okay because i heard you know they were like yeah there's a lot of really obvious samples on this album i'm like okay and they were like yeah he sampled um you know tribe called quest and outcast i was like uh-oh outcast because so, of course I'm thinking of Genesis Revelation. I'm like, uh-oh, you know, hopefully he doesn't sample what I think he sampled. So, you know, part of me personally was like, ah. but then it was like, oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm good. I actually didn't listen to this whole song. I think I had it on like an accent. I was just kind of letting the album run through while I was doing other stuff. But I, I didn't sit down and pay attention to this, this song. I don't like it. I'm good. Power Trip featuring Miguel. Sticks out like a sore thumb, don't you think? No, actually, the production makes a lot more sense in the context of the album. There's okay. definitely like Voluminati. Um, there's some other beats on here that they're sort of in a similar vein to me. Okay. Well, I, hmm. never mind. Okay. Um, this song is growing on me. I don't think it's yeah. amazing, but I think it's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. Um. I'm, I am a little su- – I, w- I was going to say, if you just take this song in context, I'm a little surprised at how successful it is. But I think much like with Wale, J. Cole's female fan base has, is catching people off guard. They don't realize how big that is. Yep. Um, if you look at his singles, he started with Workout Plan. Yep. After that, they all had R&B people on it. Yep. I'm counting Missy as R&B because that's pretty much what she is now. She's R&B. Um, he's tapped into something there. Yep. Um, and I don't think it's any accident. The first two singles are Power Trip featuring Miguel, Crooked Smile featuring TLC. And yep. if the third single is Forbidden Fruit featuring Kendrick Lamar, then you know we're onto something. He's not R&B, but he's got a female fan base now too. Um, Kendrick, yeah, Kendrick does. Totally. Does. Um, uh, that's not the third single. Oh, what's the third single? Um, she Knows. She Knows. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs on this album. Um, okay. Let's talk more money. Yeah. This is pretty good. This is good. The drums are awful. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the beat, but the, the, the rhymes totally make up for this. He kills this. His flow is a little Nas-ish here. Now, this is straight 22 twos. It's a bad imitation of 20. I mean, it's not I mean, nowhere near not, as good, but... I'm, of course not. I mean, but... But for somebody else who's going to, this is what I'm realizing, Doc. Like there, right. there's a, there, I saw a correlation picture while they posted it. <laughs> it was funny because then they started making fun of him. But it was funny because somebody made the point, like if Kendrick had posted that, you know, there, no, there wouldn't be as much slander. So the picture was Kendrick, Wale, or Kendrick, Cole, and Wale. And then under it was the picture of Kanye, Jay, and Nas from Kanye's birthday party a few days ago. So pretty much while he was making the correlation, like we're the next three guys. And to be honest, this generation in 10 years, 20 years is going to think that. I wouldn't be surprised. Kendrick, probably. But you got like, yo, Cole and Wale are way more popular than we give them credit for. I know they're popular right now. Let's give it a little historical we'll context. Give, we can, we can, we can give it a little longer. Because in ninety, because in ninety nine, somebody would have posted a picture of Ja Rule DMX, and I don't know somebody else, and said the same thing. Well, All I'm that, saying is, when you compare to big names, you need a little distance. You do. All right. 
But if they continue in the same vein, we'll see. We'll see. There's a possi- possibility. Except for Wale. I just. <laughs> um, oh, and nice pineapples. <laughs> uh, trouble. Yo. These drums are awful. Yo. You bugging. Terrible. This song is crazy. It's cool. I can, the, I can get past the drums enough to say it's cool. Man, you bugging. I, listen, I start with the beat. And a beat starts with the drums. So I have a really hard time listening to this album. This sound, it sounds better now that we have a fully mixed and mastered version. Actually, that, that hurt me the most. I was uh, holding out hope that I just didn't sound that great because of that problem. Much like how the Dreams album, the difference between the web rip and, this, and the retail was astonishing. Yeah, but that's because that's Dream, though. What I'm saying, that's, that's why I'm saying I don't know if it's the mixing or the production. And I realize I sound like a, a super nerd here, and I'll, and I'll accept that happily. But it, it's just not, no. Oh. J. Cole comes from the Nas school of thought. Which is? I don't want the beats to get in the way of me rapping. Mm. <sighs> but I think, he, I think he made a conscious effort to focus on production on this album. Except it's almost like somebody accidentally turned the fader down on every click, uh, every <laughs> kick and every uh, snare and clap on the entire album, with the exception of one or two tracks. Like they're all super low. It's weird. Yeah, the, the snares of the snares are very modest on this album. That's a that's a polite way to put it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I told you, I was gonna talk about this all the time. Um. Let's talk about Runaway. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let's talk about Kanye West. Um. Come on, this is a this is a college drop. This is one of the college dropout records. This is 04 slash 05 Kanye. It's it's yeah. 04 Kanye with an 05 Kanye outro. Yeah. I, um intro's hilarious. Intro's hilarious. The mic is right. hilarious. It's all right. I, that then, that's not funny to me, but I mean Well, of course you're 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 married, of course. And you're happily you're happily married. I just like the way that Mike talked about or the way that he spoke as he was married. The actual context of the joke. Is different. Okay, I'll say that. But his voice and how he acted, because I remember seeing that that on the thing. Anyway, um, this record is dope too. I like this one. Um, it, the, that last verse is stupid. Super old Kanye. The, the Kanye influences. The Kanye. I, I don't want to know. We might be going past influence on some of this here. Um, no, there's a couple records that are like, oh, Kanye, like he heard the Kanye beat and he, he heard like Kanye throwaways and he's like, I'm going to recreate this when I go home. Um, there's, there's two in particular. Oh, goodness. So, uh, Runaway's good though. I like Runaway's it. It's dope. Uh, she Knows. Yeah, third, uh, this is the rumored third single. Drums aside, I like the beat on this one a lot. Dope it's, sample. It's a, yeah, it's a sample. I can't, I don't remember the name of the sample. That's a but. dope sample though. This is probably the best song on the album so far to me. Eight tracks in. <laughs> not really. Really? I'm not really, big on, I'm not really big on this song, nah. A sample alone does it for me. Nah. Um, uh, rich niggas, I'll say it. I, no, I was going to take it back to, the, to, the, uh, to 97 and go Rich Brovas. Brovas? Brovas? <laughs> B-R-O-V-A-Z? That's right. Coco Bees? That's right. It's stupid. Um, this beat is all right, and he sounds extra bitter. He's oh, so he, bitter. Yeah, but he's—I mean, but he—he he said this again. Again, like 
he said that the first half of this album, and this album, it, it has a he has a dark connotation. He said he was in a very dark place making this album, and you can tell. You can tell. The first happy song isn't is like it's like 45% into the album. Yeah. So yeah, he he's super. I mean, imagine, I'm sure the the Jay-Z never takes a picture with J. Cole comment. I'm sure that all that stuff kind of like mess with him. You're you're in a room with a bunch of, you know, guys and you realize that, you know, if money is your motivation, you realize that, um, you know, what you have isn't what you want, that there's more to get. And what you thought, what you thought you were going to get when you got to a certain level isn't what you're getting. Yeah, I'm absolutely you get mad at that. Yeah, but why as a listener do I have to be punished? Because he finally realized that Jay-Z is his boss and not his friend. And that Rockefeller circa 2003 doesn't exist. Oh, come. Because if we're going to get bitter, if, if, you can, if you can gripe about bitter J. Cole, then I can gripe about bitter Kanye. Go ahead. Kanye's album will, will be more compelling than this. See, you're already setting yourself up for success. No. What Mac, Miller's, what Mac, Miller's, is, Mac Miller's, it could, be, it could be worse, but it could be more compelling in a weird way. Mac Miller's album is more interesting than this album. Oh. Y'all can hit me up, doc underscore V use the hashtag clock radio speakers. Um, yeah, where's Jermaine? That's a skit. Okay. It's just a skit. Um, Forbidden Fruit featuring your boy Kendrick. Yeah. How you feel about this? Dope. Mm, dope. Nope. Dope, 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 dope. I, it's the end, I, I'm, you know, if we're going to nitpick, I'm not really big on the outro. Drags on too long. These drums are just, infuriating. Oh, here you go. It, I can't, like, <laughs> I can't help it. Um, I want to hear how this stuff is going to sound loud in a stadium. That's what I want to hear. Um, you know, super I, familiar. I guess my sample. question is, my question is, if, if you agree with me that a lot of this production is inspired by early Timbaland, then, like, why is it so infuriating to you? Okay, it's it's a um, I don't want I'm not trying to I'm not trying to go too I'm I'm really harsh I I acknowledge that um, just because it sounds like it's inspired by it doesn't make it really good. Remember True. when Just Blaze was making Swiss beats and st- style beats? Did you are you gonna do this to me? I'm saying just okay. because you make beats that are inspired by something doesn't make them good. True. Okay, but some of these are like bites. Well, okay, that still that still speaks to your point. Okay. I got you. Um, this song is all right. Kendrick's okay on it. I'd rather him rap. I, I would like to hear him rap on this. The third verse was, yeah. It, it, I guess like this is another thing where it kind of co-signs your point that J, that J. Cole's from the school of Nas. Where like a lot of these songs didn't need to be three verses. Mm. It really didn't. He could have gave me a 16 and 24 Two twenty fours, two sixteens, a sixteen to thirty two. Like he could have switched it up, but I, a lot of these, a lot of these third verses are completely unnecessary. Um, and this is this is another one. Like he really could have, he could have let Kendrick rock on this. But I get it. You know, that's a rapidy rap move. I ain't got no rappers on my album. <laughs> super super rapidy rap move. I get it. Let's talk about Chaining Day. I like the beat. I like the beat on this one. I don't. Drums ain't help, but you know the song's pretty good. This is actually one of the better ones in the album. I'm good. Nah, you don't like it? Nah, it feels like I've heard it before. 
I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah, it feels like I heard it. it feels it feels like a college dropout record. And yeah. I don't this is one of the ones I was talking about that like he <laughs> like he heard some Kanye beats. He's like, Yeah, I'm gonna recreate that when I get home. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 good off of this. And then the the second half of the album is, or the second half of this song is super. This is me trying to recreate 2020, but I don't have the <laughs> the the technical capabilities or the budget to reduplicate what Justin and Timbaland did. I'm glad you're talking about the uh, the technical capabilities because um, I think that's a really interesting point with him. I think he clearly can make good beats. Yeah. Um, especially when he was mixtape J. Cole and we knew he could sample what he wanted and he could do, you yeah. know, but as he, I mean, it's the same point I made last time we talked about his album. I appreciate that he produced this virtually by himself. Mm-hmm. What wouldn't hurt to work with somebody else. Right. Not, not to, not to say he's never going to produce, but I'm saying like, I mean, really, you want to copy Kanye, bring in some talented people. Help yourself. Yeah, Kanye made a good point at his listening party where he said, if you see somebody standing around me, standing near me, it means they're smarter than me at something. Yeah. And I think we need that more in, uh, in hip-hop. Mm. Um, so let's talk about Ain't That Samish. <sighs> Do we have to? I, finally, the tempo picks up on this album. Um, I, don't, I don't like the song at all. It's short and it does its job, but... It's safe to say this is heavily inspired by the good half, by the first half of Mad City. You think so? Just the way it like comes, where it's like, it's in terms of like how on, on Good Kid, Mad City, how Good Kid ended, and then Mad City's like up tempo, and uh, you know, and, and Kendrick's doing his little thing there, and then it goes to the second half. Like that's sort of what this reminded me. Like like the feel of it is what that felt like to me. Okay. Um, but let's talk about Crooked Smile featuring TLC. We did already. We'll Let's talk, talk about this again. Is the best drums on the entire album? I hate that. I hate that snare. Look, I'm getting nerdy like you. It's super I Kanye, it's, 2004. I, pff, it's super 2004. Yeah. Sound. I quick. just appreciate that. I can. It's actually like loud enough to like. <laughs> gotcha. Um. But I like the song. I think this single will do really well for him. Actually, it's going to do well. Absolutely, it is. But this and Power Trip alone, he'll sell well. Yeah. Um, this is gonna this is gonna kill um, mid to late summer back to school. So let's talk about letting eyes down. Woo! Here we go. So I, I, I'm sure you want to talk about the lyrics. Um. Yeah. Let me. So let me get the production stuff out of the way. Okay. I don't really. At first, I don't really know how I felt about that sax, but I like it. Yeah, sax um, the drums. Uh, yeah. Um, I just I don't. Would it kill him to have a drum that actually like hit hard? Would, would that like is he afraid of a snare drum? Like I'm not really sure what's going on here. Um, the beat's all right though. It's not awful. Um, content wise. Yeah. This record does not make me like J. Cole. Wow. Okay. This record, I, 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 I was listening to this again with the retail rip on the way home. And the only thing I, I'm like, man, just come down off that cross. We get it. We get How it. How so? Look, it's 2013. I have really, 
I can't, we can't pretend anymore that like, how many times do we have to hear like, oh man, I had to make this single. Da, da, da. Like, really? You know what you signed up for. I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. Jay's not, Jay's not the enemy. The enemy is J. Cole wanting to be famous. But J. Cole didn't want to do what it took to be famous. Again, Jay-Z's not his friend. He's his boss. And yeah, he needed, a, he, needed a, he needed lead singles. Like the whole let Nas down thing? Like, oh my goodness. He's like dissing Jay while idolizing him at the same time. Idolizing Nas and Pac in a certain way. Which this is, it's this other thing that this like, that a lot of Nas fans, you notice, will also hold up Pac in the same breath. I'm a big Nas yeah. fan, but let's just get that out of the way. And then he's also jocking Kanye in the exact same song. Yeah. Like, I, think he's, I think he's throwing a few shots at Nas, too. You think so? Yeah, there's a couple shots at Nas on Um, Very subtle shots. You know, I... Uh, no, I'm good. I, I really don't need to... I, I don't need to listen to this. Okay. How do you feel about it? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think, it's, I think it's interesting that he starts off with Nas's like... Um, you know, as an example of the type of the type of single that he kind of wants to make, I think I think that was a statement like, you know, Nas's like was super rapidy rap backpack, yeah. And you know, you know when when you hear about the context of this song and and how, um, you know how it came about where he was you know working on singles and you know first he thought who that was a single. And then they sent it to radio. They did the radio uh, tests on it where they only play the seven seconds of the song. And then the, the, the person dictates whether they like it or not. And at the time, that was going up against Bedrock and a few other songs. So he, and Best I Ever Had. So he knew that wasn't going to get on radio. Then he did a Blow Up. And that was a little better. And then he did, um, uh, what was the other song? He did another song and then it was like better. And then he finally did a Can't Get Enough. Um, you know, I think it was the fact that, you know, he realized that he couldn't do, he had to step up. I think what it was was, you know, I said a long time ago that hip hop has a problem with accountability. And Bates was saying was, look, you need to step up your musicianship and your artistry. But as an insecurely prideful rapper, as 99% of rappers are, you instantly take that as you don't get my vision and you don't understand me and y'all some haters and blah, blah, blah. And so, all right, since I got a shuck and jive, I guess I'll do this type of record. Like, no, 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 no. Nobody, no artist, no rapper wants to go and perform these records because that's what you, if you're a rapper and you don't want to perform, you're prone and not, not a serious rapper. Performance is a huge part of um, what you do, a part of your craft. And if you don't want to perform, and if you, you're a liar, if you don't make music with the intent of presenting it to an audience and then responding to that record immediately. Um, so nobody's going to want to hear you rapidly rap over your muffled late 90s production. Like that's not going to click on Rock Nation. Um, so I get the fact that, yo, you're around the people that you have respected for so long and Nas tells you that you're the one and then you put, oh, it was Workout. That was the other song I couldn't think yeah. of. You put out Workout and Workout was almost there. And then um, that's when he kind of found out that Nas didn't like it 
And no, ID didn't like it because Cole kind of did that with his people and just took it straight to radio. And he didn't like nobody from Rock Nation really knew that that was the single. So they were kind of mad at him. Like, you put this out? Like, they didn't like it. Um, so, I mean, I say all that to say, like, you know, he, he made the point, like, Nas did a record like You Owe Me. You know, so you should kind of you should get what I'm saying. But those are two totally different eras and two totally different circumstances. I don't think Nas was doing that to sell records. I think Nas was doing that because Nas was coming into fame and he was like trying to live out a lifestyle that he that his personality didn't really line up with, as opposed to J. Cole just trying to get his album out and trying to get a release date. Um, But with all that being said, I like the song, <laughs> even though I totally just stripped and destroyed the song. I still like the record. I totally get where Cole is coming from, and I totally get where Rock Nation, Jay, Nas, and everybody else is coming from. I don't like the fact that it's, you know, Big Brother-ish. Like, come on. Like, come on. Don't do this. Don't do this. I don't, I don't need all the extra Kanye um, odes. I'll call them, I'll call them odes. Yeah, it's like, you know what? There's there's one Kanye. Like, yeah, you know, he was a, you know, even though, like, out of all the rappers that were signed or affiliated with Jay, he's the one who obviously had the most success. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, I think J. Cole sort of thought that that, you know, I, I, I think he sees a parallel where I, just because they're rappers and producers where there really isn't a parallel. Mm. Um. Yeah, I. I guess you know what it is like. This is this has become my problem with Big Crit. Like, I just don't want to hear rappers rap about this anymore. Mm. Um, I you know. <laughs> this is you know, this is not new. Um, it's not original anymore. Um, and there's a lot of shots of Jay all over this album. Oh, yeah. He talks about him a lot. Yeah. Come on. Is he, that appealing he, to people? He admitted <clears throat> he signed a huge allure of signing to Rock Nation was signing to Jay-Z. We called that. We called that a year or two ago or two years ago, almost three years ago. We called that. He said that was the appeal. That was the allure. He got into it. He realized that this was something, his, this wasn't what he thought it was going to be. And he's upset about it. I get it. You, you are opening your Christmas present expecting a PlayStation and you get a freaking TurboGrafx-16. He's not the kid who, who, who opened the N64 in that video. No. Because um, the, the deal is, is like, as a mixtape rapper, you could see that J. Cole had all the tools. Yep, and it's clear that he has a fan base that's supporting him, and that's I'm like I'm, I'm honestly I'm happy for that. But artistically, I don't feel like he's really progressing like we all thought he would. <sighs> um, I you know I don't know what else to say. I mean, I still think it's clear that J Cole the producer is holding back J Cole the MC. Mm. And you you are vastly in the minority on that. That's fine. Yeah, you're in, the, you're in the minority because one thing that people have been saying about this album is that the production is really good. I have heard people nitpick the drums. Mm. 
Maybe that's just nerds. Nerd. That's that's right. I mean, <sighs> what do you want me to say? I mean, I, I'm honest. Like, this is not. It's just not really a compelling album to me. Like, Illuminati, the beat is really nice. Power Trip is growing on me. Uh, I like Runaway. I like She Knows. Um, I like Crooked Smile. That's that's pretty much it. That's. I mean, but that's a decent chunk of the album, though. It's like. 40%, 50% of the album that I like. I'm not saying it's amazing. I like it. Um, well, let's talk Born Center. Yeah. James Fontelroy. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I I get why this ends the album, but I don't like this ending the album. Mm. Let Nas down is such a heavy record. It's like, dang, there's more. But if he ends that way, then it's really Jock and Big Brother. Right. Um, no, let Nas down should just should have been in another part of the album. Mm, that's interesting. Maybe like maybe a, maybe two tracks earlier or something. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to follow that up with a bright song though. Yeah, like actually, if you resequence the album and you move let Nas down and Crooked Smile somewhere else and and did a let Nas down into Crooked Smile segue. Yeah, right, where you sort of get that. Okay, we got that off my chest. Now let's go make something a nice little summer song. Let's go make something happy. Yeah. Cause um, yeah, crooked smile shouldn't be towards the end of this album. Neither should uh, forbidden fruit. Uh, I think that's okay there. This record should be earlier. Um, how do you feel about Miss America? Now we're on truly yours three. Miss America's dope. These are the softest drums I've ever heard in my life. <sighs> like, do like uh, <laughs> what? What is going on with these drums? But I, I, I mean. Cole's, Cole's nice on this, but, um, yeah, God, it's, it's hard to listen to. Am I the only one who loves drums like that? <laughs> It'd be like if you heard a song and the bass was so minuscule that you couldn't barely notice it. Mm. It would sound absurd. Like every song, not just like one random song, like then it's a stylistic choice, but like every song on an album, you, you'd almost be like, is my, is like my speaker broken? <laughs> That's how I felt listening to this album. Oh man. I'm killing you. Um, New York Times with you, man. Uh, Curtis Jackson. This record is dope. Uh, um, why is he rapping about Queens in New York? He lived in New York. Like, he, he moved from North Carolina. He went to NYU, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, while he was doing his deal. So it's kind of like, it's, the story of it is about a kid who, you know, a um, small town kid who goes to a big city to try and make it, right? Yeah. I, uh, I, don't, I don't need this record. 50 is 50 on this. Sounds yeah. like a uh, fifty trans, you know, like fifty from two thousand and eight transplanted over. But um, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really feeling this song. Sounds like I, when I heard this, I was like, hey, I guess you need something to play on uh, Hot ninety seven mix shows. Yes, um, <laughs> um, is she going pop? Uh, this is all right. I feel like Cole's done this before. Yeah. Um, no. I really don't like this song. I love this sample chop. I love the, the idea of this the beat. The sample chop is dope. Um, he needs some doc drums on this. 
Well, 1.5. No. Oh, no, no. Like that. <laughs> I'd have to reprogram every song. No, 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 no. Um, and Sparks Will Fly. Uh, this isn't bad. No, this should have made the album. Yeah, this isn't bad. Um, I don't mind this one. So uh, you said you, what? I said I don't mind it. It's cool. Okay. It's cool. Gotcha. So uh, I, I, don't think, I don't think anybody needs to ask me my opinion of this. So overall for you. Is this better than his last album? Absolutely. I would agree with that too. Miles and miles ahead of his last well, album. I yes. need to go back and listen. I know there were some real stinkers. There's no Mr. Nice Watch on here. I'll give him that. <laughs> I, bet yeah. you that, I bet you that offended him even more when he got that verse from Jay and had to put it on the album. Because getting the Jay verse became a thing? Yeah. Mm. you know it's funny to a certain degree it's like what you said before like i keep thinking about it <clears throat> i i don't necessarily fault him for feeling a certain way yeah but i don't really know if as a listener i want to hear about that like isn't that a little inside baseball and i think some listen i think his fan base wants to hear that okay you know but if this is j cole if this is your first time hey i heard crooked smile on the radio you know, I heard Power Trip on the radio. I'm going to buy his album. And then you hear this. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. But I, th- I think that, you know, I think that audiences like to hear personal bitter music. You've got Adele fans. You've got Alanis Morissette. Like you've got a, a you've got people who like that stuff. And, it, I, and it's proven to be successful. I would disagree with that. In limited doses, he talks about Jay a lot on this album. Yeah, but he talks about Jay because you know he talks about Jay on this album. No, he, he says Hove in like half the songs, it feels like. Like, he's not hiding it all that much. Uh, maybe I didn't hear it as much as you did. Like, Rich Brovas, which I'm going to call it forever now. <laughs> if he would have not specifically talked about Jay, but had that be sort of a, a, like a, a, a reference in a way to Jay, if you knew what he was talking about, it would have been more clever. Yep. Right? Um yeah, I don't know. I just don't want to hear that. Like, it, it. I don't know. I would say the com. I would say like you say in a couple places like that's one thing, but it just felt like a very predominantly heavy theme in the album. And maybe people like that, but you got to remember, I'm also somebody who I don't follow artists on Twitter. I'm. I think I'm just old school that way. Yeah. I don't want. I don't care. Can you make good music that's compelling or not? Right. Like I, I don't like I don't think about like how people sound on Twitter when I think about their music. <laughs> I'm not I realize I'm a minority now. Yeah, you are. Right. Um, what's what's unfortunate is like these drum things. These are like these are like all my complaints about the drums, which is a huge complaint for me in the entire album. That's the sort of thing that like surrounding yourself with talented people could have solved real fast. Like melody, like his melodies are getting better. His yes. non his non sampled or at least non obvious sampled melodies are getting better. Yes, right. The '90s aping could have been toned down a little bit. The Kanye aping could have been toned down a little bit. Yep. Like it's, it's one of those things where, like, if 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 this is what he had, like four months before the album is due, you can like, all right, let's go to work. You got a lot of good stuff to work with. But as the final product, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Hmm. Um. Yeah, that's all I got to say about J. Cole. Wow. I think he'll sell well, though. 
Yeah, I think he's going to sell really well. I think he's going to sell more than more than we think. I think the the gap between him and Kanye isn't going to be as you know first and second as we think. I think Kanye is setting himself up in a very uh, advantageous situation. What do you mean? If he, I think he's actually okay, even if it doesn't sell. Yeah, of course, because that that's the thing. He's being anti. Totally. He's being anti. Uh, the expectations are both massive and minuscule. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it, you know, June 18th is crowded. Actually, you know, we, it's funny. We're talking about sales real quick. And did you, uh, did you I sent you the, the, the sales for last week. Did you see that? Yep. Um, we don't, we're not going to like run three or anything, but it just really struck me. The dream is like, whew. Yeah. I think, what do you do? Like 10? He did nine ninety one hundred. Yeah. Um, Kendrick, three? Ken, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kendrick is uh, he's almost he'll yeah, go he'll, he'll go platinum uh, at his rate. Actually, he needs another single to go platinum. Nah, he'll go he'll he'll be platinum if he doesn't put out another single. He'll be platinum by middle of July. He's only doing eighty one hundred a week right now. He's at night, Kendrick. I thought, he did, I thought he did more. I thought he did like, I thought he was in the teens. No, he did 8,100 last week. He's at, he's at 921 right now. So he needs another single before. Um, no, I'm, he's going to get there. He's still got money trees. I love how, I love how of all the like money trees were like, he's got money trees. Um, I thought Macklemore, I, I thought Macklemore around Lewis would have been platinum by now. I mean, there's singles of platinum. Yeah, and they're about to. It looks like even though same love is old, looks like that's rolling up too. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. Yeah, same same love. I don't know how much that's sold, but um, thrift shopping can't hold us. A both, I think they're both five. They're hugely platinum. Um, French is. Uh, French is. He's slowing down. Yeah. Is this that was week three, right? Yep. Week three, he's at, yeah, May twenty first. Yep, May twenty first. Week three, and he's at eighty five. Mm. Mm. Uh, Diddy's gonna have to sell a lot of Ciroc to uh, make four hundred dollars bottles. Can we talk about that real quick, and then we'll end the show? I saw people talk about that, and I'm like, have you ever been in a club in your life? Right. That's actually not that expensive. Where water is twenty five dollars. Look, I. I think I've told a story before, but what, back when I used to do the the whole beat battle music conference thing, I was down at Beats on the Beach, which was, which was a J Hatch and um, uh, who else did that with J Hatch? I can't even, I can't believe I can't think of his name. He's gonna be so mad at me. But um, it's a really pot. It was a it was these guys do like the I Standard Showcase, um, really well known producer, a uh, really well known producer conference and everything. So they did something called Beats on the Beach down in Miami. Um, it's me and a couple other guys producers that I sort of know through other ways. And we sort of ended up hanging out with this other guy who apparently was like a producer and a keyboardist for the uh, Black Eyed Peas. Okay. So him and some of these other guys who clearly came to Miami ready to ball out. <laughs> um, we, we go to Mansion. And, uh, and they were like looking at the lines to get in. And then they're looking at like they could see how long the lines to the bar. And they're just like... Like yo, let's just let's just let's just buy some bottles and go VIP. And I'm just looking at him. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, they're like, no, 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 it's cool. Like I was gonna spend this much anyway. And I'm like, 
Really? So, I mean, I had like maybe, I don't know, $100 in cash or me or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. Uh, he's like, no, 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 it's cool. You know, we can pull whoever we want. And so uh, the bar, it was like, I think they only got two bottles of Goose along with all the mixers. And I think the bill at the end of the night was like $1,300. Hmm. Mm. Now, granted, being in, being in VIP in a Miami club at like two in the morning was w- one of the more memorable things I've done. Shows you how old I am now. Wow. Um, but that was just crazy. So I appreciate that. But like at the <laughs> end, I was just like, I was like, I was, I felt so awkward. I was like, I mean, here's the, cause it was just like really four or five was hanging. I was like, here's the cash I have in my wallet. But like, like I'm not splitting this with you. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but that's how much bottles are ridiculous in the club, especially if you're doing VIP, that's, that's how they get you. Yep. So that 450 for, no, no. I mean, yeah, he bought a lot of them or whatever, but like, that's actually, I mean, dare I say almost reasonable. Emmy, that, that bill would be twice that. Right. In New York, my, my, you know, certain places might be more. Um, so yeah, that's what happens. That's how, that's how, that's, that's how clubs work, right? Yeah. They make their money off the, off the bar. Never mind that. They make their money off VIP. Yeah. Right. That's why the, that's why they pay a lot for DJs. Right. That's why they let a lot of women in. So guys can, guys who are trying to spend money can spend money, get into VIP, pull women in. The women <laughs> are scamming them for free drinks. It's a whole circle of life, man. It's a beautiful thing. But um, I think that's it for the show. We good? <laughs> Anything else you want to say? Nah, I think we're good. Um, so... As always, please let us know what you think. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I might get some commentary about the J. Cole, and that's okay. I'm prepared to back that up. Um, I'm not nitpicking for the sake of nitpicking. Like that's just that's just how I feel. It's not like I sit there like, believe it or not, there are some. I'll, I'll be honest. There are some albums where just to confirm my suspicions, I like loaded up in like my audio tools so I can like like really dig in. I didn't even have to do it this way. Like. I was just listening to this album a couple times and like these things obviously stuck out of me. But let me know what you think. Hit us both up on Twitter. Use the hashtag Clock Radio Speakers. Comment on the Facebook page. Uh, like us on iTunes. Review us on iTunes. Um, check the radio show. Uh, Armand's got a lot of stuff he can play this week. Um, yeah, I was thinking about doing not only just the new stuff from the album, but you know, older, older Mac Miller stuff, older Prodigy stuff, older J. Cole stuff, older Bronson stuff. I thought I, I caught it. I, I was thinking about doing like an old and new theme. The, when, I li- when I listened to the Prodigy, the, it only made me want to listen to Old Mob Deep. Mm. When the weather gets colder, we're doing a retro. Thank you. Because uh, as soon as I heard it, the first song I went to go find was Back at You from the Sunset Park soundtrack. Oh, man. Love that record. Back at You, right back at you. Yeah, I was listening to uh, – it was it – was, unseasonably cold last week and it made me pull out hell on earth mm. still shine in nighttime vultures drop a gem on them hell on earth my favorite mom deep album really oh oh, oh now, see. We have, <laughs> now we have to do one. <laughs> oh, all right everybody uh hope y'all like it and uh we'll catch y'all next week we're talking unless something on un, 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 uh, unforeseen happens we're definitely talking kanye west yep see y'all next week <laughs>